the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Mother of God. Uh, that, uh, of all the Dayton Flyers games I've ever seen, that is the most recent. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Boy, I guess you just got to, I mean, you almost have to just laugh to keep from crying because let this one sink in, you guys. You just lost a game to Fordham. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. That says it all. First time since 2006. And I've been doing this show for, I think it's my 10th season, 11th season right now, doing this professionally. And uh, I, who, man, we've seen some some close calls at Fordham Tiz over the years. Uh, I never thought I'd see a loss to the Fordham Rams. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've seen close calls to that team before, but same uh, here. But boy, that's that's tough. Fifty five, fifty four, the final. It's John Bedell. It's John Tisdale, and it's you, dear listeners, for flyer feedback, <laughs> which is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. You're gonna need some Bud Lights after this one. Um, and Tiz, I I said last week. After the home loss to Fordham, it was hard for me to believe the finality of what was coming out of Larry's mouth of, well, Dayton just lost to LaSalle, and now it is even harder still for me to process as I stood there and watched Larry say it. Yeah, we just watched that. We just lost, watched Dayton lose to Fordham. Yeah. Look, we can go through the stats. Just the bottom line is Dayton did not play well at all. They did not play well at all. And we'll just leave it there. I mean, you know, what's frustrating about tonight, I I thought Larry had a good stat. At one point in the second half, Dayton was 7-7 from two, and they were one for whatever from three. Well, they were 1-12 for three in the second half, 11-23 to shoot for the the second half. So that means my, my math's correct. Dayton goes 10 of 11 from two. 10 of 11 from two. Now, I'm glad I was. There weren't fans allowed in there because, you know, because of what's going on with, with COVID. But, I mean, we're just stunned here, John. Well, I think in all seriousness, we're just stunned here. Yeah, because here's the thing they're, they're above this, they should be. Yeah. Um, and for all you folks last week who were saying that things are fine, well, I'm here to tell you, guess what? <laughs> things are no longer fine. No. <laughs> I mean, they just pulled a ripcord on this season, man, with this one, because that's... Mm-hmm. We talked about how the LaSalle loss last week removes you from, from NCAA tournament oh, yeah. consideration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like this Fordham loss almost removes you from from postseason, man. I mean, come on. Tiz, this is a team that I know they've only played two games because they've had their issues with COVID and they've had yeah. to hit the pause button yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. But this Fordham team, let this thing sink in. Their net ranking is in the 300s. Okay? They're 340. They're the... F- this is a call. They only, the NCAA only ranks 344 teams. 343. Okay? Yeah. This... Man. And I mean, Tiz Fordham, this is a team that was picked 14th, dead last in the A-10. They had single-digit wins last year. They went nine and twenty-two, two and sixteen in the league last year. Mm-hmm. So let that one sink in. You might be one of Fordham's handful of wins this year, and it just with the effort tonight, man. That's I mean, I it was a first for me 
Larry mentioned it on the air. I know a couple people on the Twitter machine, though. It was a first for them. They've been watching basketball for a while. Anthony had them on the court during halftime going through walkthroughs. Yeah. That's how pleased he was with their effort tonight. Yeah. I think that about said it all. I mean, look, Fordham, you you mentioned the NCAA net rankings. You know what was above them? South Carolina, or below, just they were above South Carolina State, Chicago State, and Mississippi Valley State coming into tonight. All right, let that sink in. Uh, my guess is what a SWAC, SWAC conference, I think, and Chicago State, which is in, I think, what the MVC, I think, my Missouri Valley Conference, I think. I, I have no idea. But the point is, <laughs> there's just, you can put up with losses. You really can. If this was at VCU at St. Louis, we're not complaining. And we're, we're trying not to. But where I think where we're frustrated, we're now at the reality that, we're sorry to say it, what, what happened last year, which was a dream, dream season. That ship has sailed. It's gone now. You know, now it's what are you going to do now for next year? This is probably, this is a critical point now for the program about where you're going to go. And I mean, we're not going to jump the gun and say, no, 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 this is the intro. No. But there's just so many unanswered questions. Well, you just got to be pragmatic about where this team's at right now because, I mean, you know, I think the LaSalle loss was a wake-up call where Brooks Hall and I sat here in the studio yeah. last week. And Brooks said, look, I'm telling you people that it's going to be a struggle for this team. Because with all the losses, with with now we're even though a little bit down the road from no OB, no Mike Sell, no Landers, with what they're going through with losing Chase Johnson, with the injury bug that's bitten them recently, with all the young guys they're putting in the mix, Brooks is like, I'm telling you folks, you, you don't have to like it. But they're going to be on the struggle bus here going forward, and it's going to be a challenge. But even now, I mean, even with Brooks and his expert eye telling us, get ready for a bumpy ride to Fordham, to Fordham, Fordham. that's not supposed to happen. No. That is not supposed to happen. And and the effort tonight is what, ooh, that got me, man. And it's... And it's jarring because you don't... I mean, like I said, I never in a million years thought we'd be doing this show after a Fordham loss. No. Not... Not at UD Arena, not at an empty Rose Hill gym that was not all that more empty than usual, not in Timbuktu, okay? You just should not lose to the Fordham Rams, and no. it's jarring, and I, I'll, you know, 457-1290 is the number. We'll hear from you guys tonight. Uh, boy, the takes are going to be something. Mm-hmm. Say some prayers for us as we go through this next hour here. Uh, but we'll uh, get through this. We'll figure this out. But it, listen, I mean, I think, you know, when you consider there is no Rodney Chapman, and who knows how long Rodney's going to be out, let's just uh, let's just guess it may be for a while. Now the other guys need to pick their game up. You know the good news. If look, I'm going to try to paint a rosy picture if I can. The good news is Zimmy continues to do his thing. Zimmy had Amzeal had ten points, four seven two of five. Zimmy, you know, he had nine points, so he's starting. To get his production starting to pick up a little bit, Elijah Weaver play. Uh, uh, you know he got his minutes. Um, Jalen, you know, you know the the backcourt, Crutcher and Watson only combined twenty one points tonight, and they played you know a lot of the minutes. So for me tonight, but just Fordham, just it, when your offense is struggling like this, how many times have we heard Keith? How many times have we heard Brooks say that's where your defense needs to pick up? And that's the thing that was more disappointing for me tonight. Was their defense? Fordham goes nine of eighteen from beyond the arc, six of eight in the second half. Fordham shot 
12 of 20 in the second half, and they make and they go through the 31 points in after halftime. <laughs> you know it's bad when Co- when when Coach Grant is having them out there for a walkthrough after halftime. That's not good. And again, to Fordham, I mean, it just it's just you're like really, really. And just, I think as Brooks said it, you know what? You know, this could be this could be reminiscent of of Archie's second season when they when they had nothing like this. But yeah, this is jarring. This is jarring. This is this is where, and you and I were talking about a little bit this as the game was winding down. The loss of the basketball IQs of Mike So and Landers, and you have that All American talent of Obi. But the loss of Landers and Mike Sell is really telling now because this would not have happened. And you have to give and yeah. And it's just it's just shocking. And that's why we're we're a little bit short of words. But again, Dayton didn't lose this game. Fordham beat Dayton. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, we are at a loss for words because it really is that that surprising and just that level of it's not supposed to happen. And then there's people that have words for it, but we can't use them on the radio. I mean, historically, you look at the series, Tiz, and Dayton, coming in tonight, led it 32-5. to They had won 16, 16 straight over Fordham. The last time Fordham beat Dayton, you got to go back to January of 2006, a 66-56 win at UD Arena. But typically, I mean, you talk about rolling the ball out there and just expecting to win, at least as fans you do. Mm. Fordham is about as close to a stone-cold lock as you get most nights. Yeah. But, you know, here Dayton is now 5-3, and 1-2 and two in the A-10, and they just dropped to Fordham at Rose Hill Gymnasium in Fordham's third game here? of the season. And now, I mean, I guess, <clears throat> as the, the aforementioned Archie Miller used to always say, and Anthony, I think, uses this, uh, this mantra too, is somehow you got to not let Fordham beat you twice, which is somehow you got to move on from this yeah. thing and make sure that it doesn't, you know, affect you at Davidson on, on Friday. But, I mean, you're looking at a... I know Davidson's not like a top 25 team or anything like no, that this year. I'm not saying no. that, but they got better. Kellen Grady, they got a lot better players on that on that Davidson squad than this Fordham Rams team does. You're going to go to, ooh, boy. that's Man, this is tough to swallow. I just. It, yeah. Phew. Yeah. and uh, But just the thing is, it just it comes back to me on the defensive side. That's the thing that's the more disappointing for me. And, you know, it comes back you know, in the second half. I mean, they go, thir- Fordham goes again. I'll repeat this. 31 second half points. What did LaSalle get? Like at least 40 in the second half? And that's the thing that's concerning. The second half defense, the intensity just has not been there. Now the intensity, I don't think, the intensity certainly was not great throughout the game. That's at least to me from what I saw. But 12 of 20, they shoot 60% in the second half, John. Fordham does. And again, Dayton on offense, 11 of 23, and the turnovers, 17 turnovers. What really prevented this thing from being a turno- from really being a blowout, you know, the points off turnovers, Fordham only got 11, Dayton got 12. That's what prevented this thing. If this was Davidson or somebody else, they would have lost this game tonight by double digits. That's what's even more concerning because this was – Dayton seemed to be – you know, the, the effort was really good the other night against George Mason, and they needed every single one of those. Yeah. And Amziel coming off, A-10 Rookie of the Week – um, you know, he's had some good some good moments to start the season. Now we're just left here tonight, just scratching our heads, wondering what's the season gonna be like. I mean, and there were 
There were, yeah, I, I still had concerns about even if we're going to even get this season in because you got to remember the NCAA tournament's like is going to be an indie. The NCAA tournament is the least of your worries right now. Now your concern is <laughs> right. you got to win. You're you got to right. win a game against Davidson. You got to win another game. And and that's just the way that we feel, folks. You probably feel that oh, way. It's so just we're me. we're all frustrated. We're all frustrated. Yeah, so. I've seen embarrassing as a word I've seen. Yeah, well, what's on know? Twitter? Let's I mean, see what's it's, on there. Uh, well, uh, let's maybe not do that. Just no, careful let's... what you read on the air there. Um, no, it's I mean, like I tweeted, you know, we t- we t- we talk about uh, you know bad losses on this show. We t- we talk about you know like stepping on a landmine. Tis as I tweeted, I mean that resume. They just took a direct hit from an from an atom bomb, yeah. and somebody tweeted, "What's yeah. nobody cares about the resume at this point?" I said, "Yeah, that's yeah. the point, because it's just evaporated." Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, this team now, now, is they got bigger worries. So, hey, what does head coach Anthony Grant think yeah. about this one? Well, yep. you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hanskin on the other side of this break, right here, live on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And welcome back uh, to the Bud Light uh, Flyer Broadcast Center. I'm Larry Hansgen. As the Dayton Flyers uh, fall on the road at Fordham, 55-54, to Coach uh, Anthony Grant joining us from New York and uh, coach, obviously, just a, a really disappointing performance by your team adds to, up to a disappointing loss by your team. Yeah, I'd say that's an understatement. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, as, as the head coach, Larry, that, that's on me. I've got to find a way to make sure that uh, we got guys that are ready to play and understand um, what it takes and, and what it means uh, when you wear it, when you wear that Dayton uniform what you're going to get on, the, on a night and night, night in and night out basis. And uh, right now we, we're not, we're not there. You tried to stop the bleeding uh, at halftime as you, uh, as you brought the team out early to, to, to walk through some stuff of what was it you were trying to address? Well, we've struggled offensively all night and uh, just trying to get, we got some guys that, you know, have, have had uh, limited uh, reps, in terms of what we're doing offensively, um, wanted to try to see if we couldn't uh, get them to understand how to take advantage of, of some things that uh, Fordham was doing. Uh, we could never find a rhythm. Uh, we just, uh, yeah, we just could never find a rhythm offensively. You know, and, and I think the numbers show that. Defensively, uh, we saw some issues as well. Is that this was a team that that just. That came right at you. Was was their ability to make threes? Did it have more to do with their ability to to penetrate and then kick out? Um, I'll have to go back at the, the film and look at it. You know that was key number one for us coming in the game was was three point line. You know we we, we realized we tried to emphasize that this was a team that had several guys last year whose whose numbers indicated that they were very, very capable three-point shooters, and we needed to respect that and not look at the numbers that they put up, you know, in the two games that they played this year. And uh, we knew that the three-point line would be uh, one of the ways that if if we allowed them to to have success there, they could win the game. Uh, That was the message. That was the scouting report. That was the emphasis. All right, Coach. uh, Travel safely, and uh, we'll see you on Friday. All right. Thanks. 
All right, that does uh, wrap things up. Uh, on behalf of our crew here, as um, I tell you what, uh, it was uh, difficult circumstances uh, not made any easier by uh, the debacle that uh, we were trying to describe. But uh, Keith Walaskowski hung in like a pro. Our thanks to him. Our thanks uh, to Brandon Emsweller. Our th- also John Tisdall, and of course uh, John Bedell. Uh, again, the final from the Bronx was Fordham fifty-five, Dayton fifty-four. Now stick around and more the Flyer feedback. The home of the Flyers, twelve ninety and ninety-five-seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. This Flyer flashback is brought to you by the Dayton Foundation, helping you help others for one hundred years. On December third, twenty seventeen, freshman Jalen Crutcher made his first collegiate start and led the Dayton Flyers with eighteen points in a heartbreaking last-second sixty-one fifty-nine loss at Mississippi State. This season, now a senior first-team All A ten performer, Crutcher played all fifty minutes and scored twenty-three points in the Flyers' 85-82 double overtime win over the Bulldogs. To learn more about the Dayton Foundation, visit DaytonFoundation.org. Do you promise to love, honor, and cherish, forsaking all others? I do. I do. And now by the power vested in me, I now pronounce you roommates. Go forth. That's not the vow you took. But if struggles with CPAP have you and your spouse sleeping in separate rooms, it might be time to look into Inspire. Inspire works inside the body with just the click of a remote. That's right, just a button. No mask, no hose, just sleep. Inspire. Sleep apnea innovation. Talk to your doctor to see if Inspire is right for you. Review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. Heard the good news about COVID-19 vaccines? Yeah, they're coming. But you can do a lot more than just wait. See, you have the power to help slow the spread. Actually, you could be a real difference maker and protect your family and loved ones, too. Here's how. Watch your distance. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. And it's risky to be indoors with them, too, no matter how far apart you are. And, of course, avoid crowds. Also, wear a mask. CDC reports that masks protect both the person wearing them and the folks around them from particles that carry the virus. And wash your hands, using soap and water for 20 seconds, and do it frequently. Watch your distance, wear a mask, and wash your hands. Simple, effective, and along with vaccines, they're how you can make a big difference. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers. Helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by...
Lanigan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Yikes. Do not adjust your radio sets. Dayton, a loser. 55 Fordham, 54, your Dayton Flyers. And for the first time in 15 years, Dayton has lost to Fordham. And, Tiz, we mentioned before the break, <clears throat> this team's got a lot bigger worries than, I mean, you know, I, I, I was tongue-in-cheek about the resume taking a direct hit from an atom bomb. I mean, forget about the resume, Tiz, as you mentioned. This team's got way bigger concerns than the NCAA tournament at this point because that is... Ancient history for this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the LaSalle, the LaSalle game last week was a wake-up call. And, yeah, we mentioned that um, losing to LaSalle at home you know, removes you from the postseason conversation at the time being. And it's not to say that it could not have been overcome because it could have with a lot of work, but it could have been overcome. This, boy, this just about does you in, Tiz. It, I mean, you know, it could be all fire and brimstone. I'm sure some of you really worked up, and that's fine because I'm not going to tell you how to feel after Dayton lost to Fordham. You, you've got license to feel however upset or whatever you want after this because it's it's bad, um, inexcusable. Dayton being above it, it you know, anything that's fine. But I'm not going to be all yelling and screaming guy because I think I'm one just in shock and two, what good's that going to do? <laughs> Get all worked up into the spin cycle over this one. But I don't blame you, Flyer fans, if you're out there and you are tonight because it is that bad. I mean, this is not supposed to happen. Um, and tis the effort is what's concerning. Um, mm-hmm. The effort in the LaSalle game, the fact that it continues now at a Fordham team that's played two games and had to had to hit the pause button. I'm almost certain multiple times with COVID because of yeah. how many games they've missed. Yeah. Um, you know, you go to a Rose Hill gym that's empty because of COVID, uh, totally empty, no fans at all. Um. And you just lay an egg, man. I mean, man, that was that was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Yeah. Woo. I mean, I mean, I'm not mu- sure what much more there is to really add. I mean, it's just you could say usually when you lose, it's normally not how that you lose. It's it's you know what's that saying? It's not that you lose, it's how you lose. But I mean, when Anthony Grant said to Larry, and we heard him say this once. And this was after the uh, LaSalle game a few years ago in, in Philly when they got in his first year where he says, you know, about wearing that Dayton Flyer uniform, you could tell there are some issues. That's what that's what it tells me. And it, it, yeah, because Anthony is not one. Anthony is not one to bus toss his players publicly. No, but that if you know, Anthony, that's about as close as he'll get. It's mm-hmm. it's code, and he does speak and coach speak a lot. We know this. Yes, he plays things close to the vest, but but that is code from Anthony. That to me speaks volumes about a man and a coach who is very judicious at all times about what he's saying. Tis, yeah. 
And that, to me, was was code from Anthony in terms of what he's going to say publicly about this team. When he throws out, as you mentioned, you got we got to start thinking about what it means to have that Dayton on the front of your jersey and the expectation we have for you to play. That is him. I mean, I would not want to be in that locker room after that game, Tiz, no. because that is about as close as Anthony Grant gets to going scorched earth publicly. Yeah. And that I think that speaks volumes, and that lets us pulls back the curtain into his mindset and shows how rightfully, rightfully upset he is after this. Because embarrassing is a word that a lot of Dayton fans I've seen thrown around on Twitter and my mentions already tonight. Yeah. And I think Anthony Graham probably feels embarrassed after this one because shouldn't lose to Fordham, man. No. 457-1290 is the number before we go to break here. Joe, you're on Flyer Feedback. Welcome to Flyer Feedback, Joe. Actually, can you get him over there? Pick him up over there. Brandon, can you get him over there, please? Joe, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Hold on, Joe. Okay, Joe, now you're on a flyer feedback. I'm go. sorry. Go ahead, bud. Oh, hi. I'm all, Okay. Uh, yeah, if I was going to sum up that game in one word, the word would be shambolic. Uh, I kind of shrugged off the LaSalle game. You know, we had a lot of guys hurt, some new guys working in, and upsets happened. But something's up here, and I, I was kind of listening to your comment about what Grant said uh, about wearing Dayton on your chest and bringing him out at halftime, I'm kind of wondering if there's some guys with some issues. I'm looking at you, Ibby Watson, um, that something's just going on behind the scenes maybe. Because, yeah, we lost Obi and, and four other guys off last year's team, but we're in free fall right now. And I don't know what you do from here. Yeah, you're right, anyway, Joe. that's my comment. Yep. And hopefully, hopefully we all survive after this one. <laughs> I think, well, the sun will come up tomorrow, Joe. Will, I believe yeah, that. We promise. Might, I'm glad the, the S word you used was shambolic because my stomach dropped there for a second, Joe. I'll be honest. I was getting ready to reach for the dump button. Uh, so thank you for uh, you, not, not putting that uh, that uh, that kink in my night. Yeah, it's good. a family show, guys. I'm aware. Yeah, yes. that's right. So we appreciate that, we, Joe. We it's an award-winning every, family yeah. show. So we got yes. Little Eagles listening. You, and so, But shambolic, is a, that's a good uh, word for it because, woof, that's – it's. Uh, it's bad. It, I would feel much rather if Dayton got blown out. I'm like, I, I just would feel that much better. I'm like, okay, but one point loss. Well, I think Joe makes a good point. He he kind of piggybacked off something I said earlier, which was yes. the LaSalle game for me, and I know for a lot of you Flyer fans, for a lot of you, the LaSalle game was a wake up call. This is a holy, you know what kind of moment. I oh, mean, absolutely. This this just this is this is this is five alarm. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. For, they're above. I'm just gonna say it. This this program's above that. They're above it. They are. I, I agree, and I anyway. just keep laughing because it's like, what do you, what, what else do you do? But just, you know, maybe, maybe it's because I'm a, you know, died in the world Cleveland sports fan, and I'm just <laughs> used to just embracing, yeah. you know, the clown car regimes I've watched come mostly through the Browns <laughs> and the football I've had to watch over the years, uh, and just the the soul crushing moments I've experienced over my life. But yeah. man, it's like I'm just maybe I'm used to laughing and from preventing to cry uh, with my sports teams. But yeah. man, tonight I just can't help but feel like that a little bit because what else do you do, man? Just lost to Fordham. There, there's God nothing to say. Almighty. I mean, that, that, that's, that's like, you know what? If someone would come to you uh, and say about your favorite team, we just lost to Fordham. I'm like, okay. You know, we always joke about that, too. People don't forget that. You know, we have our, you know, snapping on VCU fans for losing to Fordham a couple years ago. <laughs> well, now we got to eat the you-know-what burger for that. Because now, guess what? We're the ones that lost mm-hmm. to Fordham. We had to watch that debacle. And <sighs> and I think Joe makes a good point, too, to, you know, I don't know what's going on. But you can, I'll tell you what's going on. Lack of effort. Look at the effort from this team. Yeah. 
I mean, it's Keith, Keith was saying during the broadcast, it's too easy. It's too easy. They were slow on their rotations. The defensive effort was just not there. Dayton was making it way too easy on, I don't care if it's a two-game sample size. It's a bad Fordham team. It is. It's a bad program historically. Exactly. And the thing that's so frustrating is that, you know, like you said, Dayton's better than this. They're above this. You know, it's one thing to lose. Dayton's had losses at LaSalle. That's at LaSalle, the Tom Gola pull hole. We've seen good Dayton teams go there to lose. Right. Yes. Right. Archie yes. never won there. Okay. Anthony Grant got over that last year. But now you lose to Fordham. To Fordham. I mean, they routinely have literally handfuls of wins in in the A-10 play. They won two games in conference. Yeah. Tis, let this one sink in. You might be one of probably fewer than five, four. Yeah. Fewer than that. I mean, yeah. you might be one of two or three wins Fordham gets in this conference yeah. all year if yeah. they get their full slate in. Yeah. Think about that. Let that set in for a second. That that's what's bad. And they've only played and because and we know they've had COVID issues. We'll do this and we'll go to to, to news. They've had two losses games because they've had the COVID issues, obviously. But still, and that's why this game made me a little bit nervous because they've only had two games. Well, that's not enough of a sample size. That's what made me a little bit nervous. I'm like, don't lose to Fordham. Don't lose to Fordham. And that's the thing I messaged uh, to our good friend, my Purvis, this morning. I'm like, don't lose to Fordham. Don't lose to Fordham. And I'm like, well, we're dealing with Let's it right now, call. folks. Because we're dealing with it. You got beat by a bad LaSalle team last week. LaSalle waxed the floor with Fordham mm-hmm. at their place on Saturday. Yep. And you just lost a one-point game to them. Uh-huh. And uh, as you mentioned, Tiz, this team's got, this team's got big problems now. Because <sighs> oh, this yeah. is, if that LaSalle game wasn't a mm-hmm. wake-up call for you guys out there, this yep. is. Mm-hmm. So it's John Bedell. It's John Tisdale yep. here for Flyer Feedback. We're going to take a break for news, and we will be right back on the other side, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Everybody. Oh, yeah, we're here after Dayton lost to Fordham. Can't believe I'm saying that. It's uh, the most 2020 thing to happen since 2020, I guess. I Yikes. Hey, this is your show, Flyer fans. You guys want to sound off after this one. I don't blame you one bit because this is this is bad. Uh, inexcusable, embarrassing, whatever word you want to use. Shambolic is one that our friend Joe used. You know, that's a good one, too. <laughs> um, so I tweeted a, you know, a joke about the resume. Alex on Twitter says, what resume? This team will be lucky to win five or six games in conference. Okay. Dayton uh, Loud on Twitter. Resume is irrelevant for this squad. I'm at a loss. Lay on Twitter says 2021 is already worse than 2020. Tyler on Twitter said it's a win. The A10 tourney or no postseason year for the Flyers. Upside down smiley face emoji. Frank on Twitter. John, so please don't make fun of Dayton fans saying the sky is falling. It fell. Mike on Twitter says resume. That was done after LaSalle. The entire program got a bomb dropped on it. Complete embarrassment. Aaron on Twitter says, John, we just look like we don't give a... Well, I can't finish that tweet on the air. JT on Twitter says, what a wait for it. And coining a phrase I use a lot on this show. Clunker. Accurate. Sean on Twitter says, this is totally embarrassing. No way this Dayton team with all the resources, money they have, should ever lose to Fordham. This team is finished. So that's pretty much finger on the pulse of Dayton Twitter tonight. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to be firing brimstone guy because either I'm in shock or I just don't figure what, you know, what good is that going to do? I'm not going to get all worked up into a shoot here. 
over this one. But I am disappointed because, man, it's woo. So, hey, 457-1290 group therapy session here on Flyer Feedback. We're going to get through this one together, you guys. Rob in Indianapolis. Rob, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I was listening to you guys' comments and talking about, like, what Brooks Hall had said after the LaSalle went and saying it's going to be a bumpy road. I mean, to me, a bumpy road would be, you know, losing to Rhode Island or UMass, not to LaSalle and Fordham. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I graduated from Dayton in 98, and my freshman year was our first or last year in the great Midwest, and we were getting destroyed by UC and everybody else in that conference. And, I mean, to me, this feels worse because we were by far the more talented team on the floor. And, you know, and, and I think in between the previous game against George Mason, the biggest thing I saw was we had so much more effort and, and energy, and I just didn't see it at all tonight. And to me, you know, I mean, there was a couple of the uh, Dayton basketball players on Twitter after the LaSalle game, you know, making comments about the fans. But, you know, to me, this goes on our seniors. It's, it's Jalen Crutcher. I mean, this is his team. And if he can't lead this team, I mean, he had the blueprint laid out for him with great seniors with, you know, Trey Landers and Ryan Mikesell. So, I mean, to me, it's, it just goes on all on him. I mean, he, you know, I don't care that he was the leading scorer for us tonight. I mean, we had 33 rebounds. 16 of those were from uh, Jordy. I mean, if he doesn't get those 16 rebounds, then, you know, then it becomes even that much more of a lopsided victory uh, for Fordham. And, and to see that Anzil and Brea and Watson, they, they combined for two rebounds. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, that's all about effort. And, you know, I mean, you know, you could hear, obviously, you could hear the frustration in Coach's voice in, in the postgame interview. Um, and, and I, you know, I'm sure some of it does come down to coaching, but it just comes out so much to effort and just energy and just playing with pride. Yeah. Rob, you're right on a couple of points. You hit the nail on the head. It's different because of the effort or lack thereof tonight. It's different because it's Fordham and LaSalle, but tonight Fordham. And I also agree with you, Rob, that you're allowed to be upset as a fan because I there's this thing I've noticed in the Dayton fan base in the last, you know, since I've been here at Dayton and doing this professionally, there's a really small, I think it's a small segment of the fan base, that that thinks being upset after a loss equals not true fan and back of the line for season tickets, sir, and there's the bandwagon, you can jump off. I don't buy that mindset at all. You're going to tell me that you care as much about a program as everybody here listening to this show right now, and you're not allowed to be upset after a loss. I'm sorry, that does not equal not true fan. I just don't subscribe to that thought process at all, and I appreciate you bringing that up, Rob, that you know people are going to be upset after what is just an embarrassing loss, and it doesn't mean that you're not a true fan because you're upset or you point things out that you don't like to see. It means that you care about this team. And you don't want to see this kind of stuff. And you don't want to see this kind of effort. It's embarrassing. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's, as, as an alum, as a season ticket holder, you just, you know, there there is something to you saying, you know, that, you know, the, the Dayton uh, name on the front of the jersey and just taking pride in that. And, and I think if they just put forth a little more effort tonight, uh, they come out with a victory. I mean, we can complain about, you know, some of the calls or, little things like that. But at the end of the day, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's just, you know, for as much as we heard last year of how together the team was and how they were inseparable and how, you know, they just played for one another and, you know, you know, did everything the right way to have it this season start off the way that it has with the conference play. It just, I, I mean, I just, I, you know, I just don't get it. I just don't, I just can't comprehend why, you know, what's happened between, you know, 
the end of last season and where we're at today. Yeah, no, it's a gut punch, Rob, and, and we thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback. Rob, you've checked in the, the last couple of shows, and it's good to get some, um, you know, fresh faces in here and fresh takes. So I really do, like, honestly, I mean this, Rob, I appreciate yeah. you calling in and, and checking in the last couple of times here on the show. So uh, back to the phone lines we go to friend of show, John from Troy. John, you know our Browns. I think you're a fellow Browns fan, aren't you, John? Oh, yes. Definitely. We get the COVID <laughs> test today, and Kevin Stefanski's out, and our pets' heads are falling off, and now, John, we lose to Fordham. What? God almighty, can it get any worse? I, I know. It's uh, it's like hitting rock bottom. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I'm worried about the Browns having enough players to even play a game, you know, this Sunday, let alone not having a head coach. But I, I, you know, with the Flyers, I noticed kind of a funny, re, you know, funny situation. How, you know, this was after they beat, uh, you know, during the time when they beat Old Miss. Uh, they were, you know, like so glad to get away for like, you know, at, not playing a game on the 21st or 22nd. So, that, you know, the school didn't set up a game. You know, I don't know all the circumstances. You, you know, it's hard to say if they tried or if they didn't try, you know. But, uh, you know, when you take 11 days off from a, from two, between two games, that probably meant they were off a week. When you come back, you're going to be awful scale, you know, versus, say, if you played on the 22nd, then you come back the 26th. But when the players kind of acted like with comments that, you know, we're glad to take a break. Coach, you know, he, he really cares about us. That's almost a sign to me that they didn't really care about playing basketball. And, you know, I know coaches have to run hard practices, you know, to get you back in your groove. Well, you know, right when they come back, you know, being not playing, you know, probably within a week, you get all these guys injured. Now, I know Rodney uh, Chapman had nothing to do with that. But, you know, you lost Blakeney and you lost Weaver for a while then, you know, who knows about Chase Johnson? You know, maybe there was a big collision and he hit his head. We don't know. But I I just found that to be funny, and it could be a sign that there's maybe some attitude problems. You know, guys not wanting to play ball. Uh, you know, that's just my take. Doesn't mean if it's right, you know, might be dead wrong. But uh, I find it kind of kind of a weird remark, weird, weird remarks by some of the players. Well, there's certainly an effort issue, John. I think you've got that part of it figured out because, you know, we always talk about it's a cliche in basketball, but you talk about, well, defense travels, and you can always have that effort there because, you know, you you might have a bad shooting night where maybe you're just hitting the back of the iron or just shots aren't falling, but you can always, defense is going to travel because yeah. that's dependent on your effort. And that's that's what I think beyond the fact that you just lost to LaSalle and Fordham within the span of a week, um, that less than a week, my God. Uh, is that the effort is just not there. And that's what's yeah. jarring to me is to see the way they're losing these games. And I mean, you know, one point loss, fine. What you know, it's but man, just to see the way it, it plays out and how easy they make things on an awful team like Fordham. I mean, do you play with yeah. this kind of effort? I mean, Kellen Grady will drop seventy on you on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, God, I don't want to see how ugly it's gonna get at Davidson. I mean, like I said before, it's not like the Wildcats are a top twenty five team this year, but they are sure as hell better than this Fordham squad. Well, I don't want to yeah. think about what, yeah. what Friday could turn into with this kind of effort or the rest of I the mean, season I, with this kind of effort. Yeah. Yikes. I, I, I was thinking that they were coming around after Ole Miss. I thought, well, they're starting to look good, and then all of a sudden you, you've had this. Now, granted, you've had 
you know, guy withdrawal from school, you know, from the team, and you've had new guys in there, and that's got to be very hard to get them into the mix and the can't, you know, for chemic chemistry reasons. But I'm seeing a lot. I'm just seeing a lack of like who cares attitude out there, you know, especially like you said about the defensive part. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. right there with you, John. I thought as they were wrapping up non-conference, I was talking as you heard cardiac yeah. kids, and they're going to be right. You know, they're not the high flying eighty points a bunch last year and they're not tops in the country in defense you know offensive efficiency and and all these high-flying offensive games they had last year we knew that was long gone but I thought okay they're gonna you know maybe be right. scoring under 79 but they'll be able to pull these wins out because they're toughing them out yeah. and yeah. if they just did this against some meddling American and SEC teams well surely they'll be fine in the A-10 because you got the yeah. dumpster divers coming in here over the next mm-hmm. week in the A-10 and that's surely a drop-off in competition and boy was I wrong and this is even more of a wake-up call. I mean, that, like I said, I know I've said jarring a lot, but it is just is because it's just not supposed to happen losing a four. No, I mean, this not is, at all. This team's got some problems, man. It's going to yeah, be a long yeah. ride. You know, may, maybe uh, President Biden will shut the country down and save us from this year. Oh. <laughs> he might, he's going to cancel Dayton, but they lost to who? <laughs> well, yeah. thanks, John, I appreciate it. Hey, and, you know, thanks, John. Things can get taken care of yep we, 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 we hope, hope so, so too, john be friend. well thanks Thank for checking so in john from troy friend of show uh, checking in and it's just uh <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. i just can't i really i mean i i got a little worked up after LaSalle. this is just so it, it's almost like i'm just i'm just stunned Look, to this by they just really yeah. they just went out there and did that and yeah. the thing is we're upset but we're like to fordham really that, that that's really the way that i think a lot of us really feel because it's Look, it's one thing. I mean, you're talking about what Kellen Gray is going to do. We haven't even hit the good part. What's Richmond or a lot of these other schools? Do you think that they're going to feel sorry for Dayton? No. They're going to try to boat race Dayton the way that Dayton did that to a lot of these schools a year ago. And they're seeing what happened not just tonight, but also against LaSalle and even at the beginning of the second half against Mason. These were similar issues. Now, they pulled it out the other day. But it just comes down, you know, as John from Troy mentioned, comes down to the effort and not being as consistent. And again, I'm like, the thing that that gets to me, and I've repeated this so much, second half, Dayton goes 1 of 12 from beyond the arc. John, they shot 10 of 11 from 2, from two-point range. Where would, Jordy Shamanga didn't shoot a basket. He had no field goals. All of his were from free, from free throws. Well, that was, as I was, Keith had mentioned that stat, as I was coming in, I went home and listened to the game at home, got some dinner with the family, listened to the game the whole time, and as I usually leave home, about the under 12 timeout to make it here in time, give myself a little pat before the end of the game, and I'm coming across the Stewart Street Bridge, as Keith Walskowski's pointing that out, him and Larry are talking about, they're one from 12 from beyond the arc, but hey, Mm -hmm. they're shooting pretty darn well from two points, from two point range, and I'm listening to Keith's disappointment saying, like, you know... For Keith, it was mind-boggling that why are they getting away from what's working tonight? That in the second That's half there seemed to be this total refusal exactly. from just doing what was working. And that again goes to I think effort. I mean, you're just going to settle for threes like that when you're on a mean, twelve from three, just, John. Yikes, I mean, what, what in the world? Bad. Yeah. And I, I know mean, that we have talked on this show about how look, it it cannot be. Let's not expect this year to pick mm-hmm. up right where the season of dreams right. left off. Exactly. But holy cow, not, man! It this is, is the exact very opposite. That, that the exact air opposite, is, kids. That air is all the way out of that balloon, and it just popped. Yep. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and it's you, dear listener, for 
here with us for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it after this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and it's you here for our show tonight. And we thank you for joining us as we get through this group therapy session. I should mention the fact that Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. So we thank our friends at Flanagan's and Bud Light for their support this year, even though we can't be over at Flanny's like usual, drowning our sorrows, our Dayton Flyer sorrows and Bud Lights like usual because of COVID. But uh, here we are in Judas Priest. The Dayton Flyers just lost to Fordham. That is the thing that actually happened. 55-54, the final. The Fordham Rams over the Dayton Flyers for the first time in 15 years. First time since January of 2006. Tiz, you got to take the Wayback Machine mm. to the Brian Gregory era yeah. to find the last time a Dayton team lost to a Fordham squad. Mm-hmm. B-Rob sophomore year, if I'm not mistaken. Yikes. So we've you guys have sounded off on the phone on the Twitter machine, and that's fine because I'm just opening the floodgates and letting you guys go because you, you can feel any kind of way you want to that's negative after this one, and I don't blame you. You want to be scorched earth, steaming mad? Fine. You want to be embarrassed? That's cool, too, because I'm telling you guys, however you want to feel about this one, you do you, Flyers fans, because this one is bad. And now they got to somehow pick up the pieces and move on. But, like, at this point, you know, what? what's – I mean, like we said, Tiz, this, this totally further – like, you know, their NCAA tournament at large hopes were six feet under but coming into the night. Now it's, like, 12, 15 feet down. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget about it. Yeah. And like we said, you mentioned – this team's got way bigger problems right now than worrying about a postseason berth. Yeah. Playoffs? Yeah. We could really play the gym more. Playoffs? Yeah. We're just hoping we can I mean, win a game. I mean, I'm not trying to exaggerate, uh, man. It's, it's five alarm, no. man. That's, but, it's, I mean, we're trying to... Look, you and I both are... We, we try to be half glass full guys when it comes to the Flyers. We really do, but... We call it like we sees it. We call it like the way we see it. And you know what? Tonight, folks, this was not a good night. This was, And we're being nice when we say it was not a good night. And it's just... Yeah. I, but now now it's like, where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? And that's really yeah. the big question is you're not, I mean, are you going to go ahead and do the old, we're on a Cincinnati? Is that what you're going to really do? Now you're on the Davidson? There's way deeper problems with this team right now, and they just got to win a game. Because here's the thing. We, we've seen in these two losses in the span of eight, seven, six days now. Yeah. Just went down by two. But last Wednesday, tonight. Mm-hmm. Terrible effort against two awful teams. Two just right. bottom, I mean, cellar dwellers. There's They're no bad. two ways about They're it. Bad. Those are two of the worst teams in the conference, mm-hmm. historically and every year, and probably this year, too. There's way better teams in this league that you're going to run into than freaking Fordham and LaSalle, and they are going to boat race you. Oh, yeah. If you bring this effort against Davidson, St. Louis and Richmond will beat your brakes off. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Th- this is just this kind of effort against some of the teams in this league this year. I mean, and I'm not, I mean, forget going to the echelon of Richmond and St. Louis. I mean, even the meddling teams in this like UMass and Rhode Island and GW. I mean, and just those. Those kind of programs. And how, if, if this kind of effort, if this continues, Tiz, 
guys, teams will just wax the floor with they're you not gonna every feel. night. Yeah, and they're if not. This g- doesn't improve. No, and they're not going to feel sorry for Dayton. Like I said before, you know when Dayton yep. absolutely boat raced the hell out of people last year. Um, you know what? You don't think teams want to go to go ahead and do it to Dayton when they're feeling like this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they got a chance to do it. They got you, Davidson may go for the kill possibly. Uh, come uh, come Friday night, but uh, I mean LaSalle was a wake up call. But I feel like after this one, Anthony Grant, man, he's got to have the the soul searching meeting, the come to Jesus, whatever you call it, man. They got to do something because this is bad, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, this, this was embarrassing tonight. Yeah. So one more time, that's gonna do it for us. Dayton, a loser. Yes, it is true. Two Fordham, fifty five, fifty four. Our next game is Friday at Davidson. The Bud Light pregame show starts at 8.30. Larry has the call at 9. So we'll see you on the radio, Friday Night Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it tonight. Stay well. Go Go Flyers. Flyers.